It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Deadline's New Hollywood Podcast, Quarantine Edition. I am Amanda Nduka. And I am Dino Ray Ramos. Uh, And today we have rapper, actor, star of the documentary Freestyle Love Supreme, Utkarsh Ambudkar, who... Oh my God, this episode was so much fun. It was so much fun. And it's, we are Freestyle Love Supreme. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry. We are, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I, Freestyle I was, Love Supreme is the group. Right. And this, yeah. and, I, and I, I, had, I had a kind of embarrassing confession. I had never, I had heard of them more recently because of um, sort of- Hamilton. The, because of Hamilton and, you know, how uh, Lin-Manuel and Miranda kind of shot up and, and became like a mainstream name. That's- that's that's sort of when I became privy to them, but I didn't know about them, and I thought that it they were the it was the dopest group that I have ever seen. It was I mean I don't it was so cool to see how they're just so like quick with their words, quick with their rhymes. And, it's, and I'm jealous. Yeah. I'm jealous of how t- <laughs> <laughs> like um Urkarsh is so and he's so funny. He's see, you've seen him in Pitch Perfect, yeah, the Pitch Perfect franchise, and Britney runs a marathon. Uh, the Mindy Project. He was in. He he was in Blind Spotting. Mm-hmm. He's been, you know. But his story is great. It's shown in the documentary on Hulu, which is out now. You could watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but during, it was so funny during the episode. He kept on calling to David to throw yeah. it to a clip, like yeah. we were on a talk show or something. Um, but just he also, he also talked about his sobriety, which I thought was very. Mm-hmm. I know you, you and him sort of like. You were you you had mentioned how you're really happy that he had shared that that story. Um, it, he's he's great. He's funny and he seems very like natural. It's it, it, like it's like comes out naturally, and that's what I, I yeah. mean. Great energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for for you for you go you guys who don't know what the the group we're talking about is, it's it's a group with him and Lin Manuel Miranda and a bunch of other guys. They're basically improv. They did they did a show and they basically freestyle. And they t- it's 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 improv, but they take suggestions from the audience and then they just rap yeah. freestyle, nothing written, nothing prepared. And they re- they had a reunion or they did like a, a short run in Broadway for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember seeing because I was so jealous, I wanted to go. And I remember that you weren't allowed to bring your phones into the theater. I think oh, 
just so you couldn't film anything, which is so dope, you know. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of cool because it 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 details this fifteen year journey. So it starts off from when they were in, I think it was Germany, and they were like sort of like newbies, and they talk about like the you know getting booed and stuff and getting bad reviews, and to see like where all of them are now, they're all like pretty big, doing their own thing, doing it's the amazing things. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. It's on Hulu. Yeah. Check it out. So without further ado, here is Utkarsh. Uh, Utkarsh, Ladies. thank you so much for joining us. Ladies <laughs> and so gentlemen, for... <laughs> welcome. Wait, Utkarsh, I need you to explain these pictures behind you because one of them is yeah, yeah. a KKK figure. <laughs> The other one looks like a thing from what's his name? Thing? Oh, it's Thanos. It's Thanos. Oh, Thanos. This is this is Thanos, uh, okay. and this is Kobe. Oh, okay. Um, oh, and this right here is a collage of comic book photos that I did uh, oh, with nice. a friend. And then this room is like, that's uh, wait, that's Black Panther and. Oh, dope. Oh, oh it's, the, it's the throne. It's the throne. That's the throne. I got Yoda. Oh, wow. Oh, you have, you have snake so eyes and some guys. There's like, this is sort of the room of stuff. Wow. Wait, so you're a bigger. Marty you're, you're, McFly, you Doc. I just watched all three Back to the Futures this past weekend. <laughs> I don't for know the why. first time? No. This is like, oh, for yeah. the, <laughs> I don't even know it's how a, many times. It's a work in progress, this room. That's no. Cool. I didn't so know like that a, you, a collection uh, of like like comics and and I guess yeah sci-fi yeah, genre sci-fi stuff. stuff. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, I became buddies with them um, through a friend of mine named Rich Roll, who has got a great podcast called the Rich Roll Podcast. Um, mm-hmm. With uh, this guy, his name is Greg Anzalone, and he owns this company called Sideshow Collectibles, which do oh, really yeah. high-end statues and sort of six-scale figures they're mm-hmm. toys but let's be when you're an adult you have to call them something different so your right. family doesn't judge <laughs> you um and uh yeah we have a great relationship and he sends me stuff and i buy my own stuff and mm-hmm. i'm just sort of slowly building this that's room that's cool yeah, i have some things you have cool <laughs> stuff on your wall can you is that guitar uh for show or can you play it well, I could play it, but it hasn't been played in about four years because, mm. just because. And also, um, it's missing a string. And because mm. that's such a task <laughs> to reach. Because every time I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, okay, I want to go restring it. And then I never do. Because, like, you can't just do one, you have to do all. So, I, 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 I so, I mean, you know, I know chords. <laughs> so. Just hop on Amazon, which is running the world right now. Hop on Amazon. <laughs> Get yourself some new scr- strings, restring it. Do you know how to yeah, do it think, yourself, or do you have to get it done? The restring. You could do it I, yourself. Oh, okay. I can, I'm gonna try to do it myself. I because yeah, I think I, I need to start it's playing it. It's super simple. You just need a pair of pliers, and that's it. I know okay. nothing. Well, about and I, we can all get it on Amazon. It's all on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the um the video where all the news outlets are telling saying the same exact story verbatim about Amazon? I know you guys probably don't get into conspiracies on this show. Shit is a miss. What are they all saying? Yeah, what is it? What are, what are they saying? You just, you should just know. look up. Hold on, let me that see. Amazon's going to take over the world and we're all doomed. 
Um, yeah, some, I mean, essentially, <laughs> yes. I don't know if we're all doomed, but the first part is definitely true. Mm. So are they like the new Skynet? Because I always thought that Google would be the new Skynet. Maybe um, they're in cahoots. What is what is Skynet? I've never heard. Skynet is the uh, it's the um uh, from Terminator company from Terminator. Okay, yeah, that's Terminator. Skynet sends Arnold back. <laughs> okay, Kyle so I, Reese. I just outed myself as a non-Terminator person. That's it's okay. fine. The first two movies are all you to need watch. to see. Yeah, yeah you don't need to watch I, anything else. That's what I heard. Um, maybe but, this. The, I remember the series was pretty good. The Sarah Connor Chronicles. It was all right. I oh, I never saw that. Yeah. it had um what's your face in there how come david's Sorry. not talking what what's up with <laughs> he's, that? Our, he's our producer oh <laughs> he'll so he he'll could... pop in he'll pop in if like there's something wrong uh, like technical the <laughs> there he is. David. so utkarsh <gasps> yep besides gotta go bye <laughs> besides amazon and, and collecting what else have you been up to during during this lockdown um you know just i think we had a baby, first of all. I have oh a God, six week old baby boy. So that's sort of, that's like maybe nine or 10 on the list of important things that have happened. Um, mm -hmm. No, it's obviously, <laughs> there's, there's a, uh, a fucking baby. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm in full, we're in full mom and dad mode. And we have a five-year-old uh, who's doing her Zoom classes. And we have some very, very lovely, capable teachers um, but I wouldn't wish a uh, five-year-old Zoom class upon my worst enemy. Like it's it's a uh, it's a challenging thing to watch a bunch of five-year-olds without mute button etiquette. <laughs> so we're zooming, trying to learn. You know, um, we're we're blessed. You know, it's a very it's a privileged and and it's a it, we're lucky that we can sort of be locked in as a family unit and stay safe and stay home and try and do our part to you know, just, I guess, protect the greater health of, of, you know, LA. And it's, yeah, that's what we've been doing. We're, you know, that's it. Like, mm -hmm. I can't, I, I jumped on uh, this thing with Taika. It's sitting here because this is obviously the last time I was in this room. We did this reading of James and the Giant Peach with Taika. Oh, I, I saw that. Yeah. And a bunch of people. So that's coming soon. It might even be coming out tomorrow. I'm not sure. Um, so that's been fun. I did some theater for charity, which is weird. I recorded theater on my phone uh -huh. nice. for charity for something called the Homebound Project. That's available now. That's cool. I've been working on music. I have a new album coming out um, at some point during this time. I don't know if I'm going to drop a song or all 16 tracks, but um, yeah, just trying to stay creative, but not have that pressure to be productive because yeah mm. well, what's the point i mean not what's the point but like there's no need for that extra stress yeah oh yeah there's there's yeah there's always like there's all these people like saying you know be productive like all the time during quarantine it's like oh well you could chill out you know you could just do mm -hmm. nothing for a day or even a week there's time to do nothing i think <laughs> yeah everybody's personal subjective uh gauge on what is healthy for their emotional state spiritual state mental state is totally different and mm -hmm. i'm finding it's been you know many 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 days in a row that we've all sort of been in this situation but every single day is different emotionally they're like they are totally different like today today's thursday 
Yeah. Yes. I, so. <laughs> yeah, yes. I, have to... I saw I saw I saw a throwback Thursday on Instagram, so that's my barometer. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta wake up and just be like, "Yo, it, we're just doing Thursday." Yeah. So, today is Thursday. Like, you know, if we spend, you know, today I told my wife, I was like, "If I don't vacuum the carpet in the kitchen, I'm gonna lose my mind." And she was like, "All right, dude. Nobody. <laughs> no, no objections." And I was like you don't understand she was like no 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 i do <laughs> the carpet god bless you um go to your interview and then you can vacuum i'm like okay you're not getting my <laughs> um so it's these small victories that are keeping me going right so yeah. i have a, i have a confession to make and i'm kind of embarrassed to say until until last sundance i had not been introduced to freestyle love supreme I'm, yeah, I, rem yeah. I, rem I remember I remember hearing stuff about In the Heights and obviously um, 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 Hamilton, Hamilton, which I never got to see either. <laughs> that, <laughs> was, I, I that was so satisfying. I tried hard to see <laughs> Hamilton. I actually have a grudge against Hamilton because I tried really hard with that monop or that lottery thing, and it never worked for me. Yeah, um, I believe it. I'm sure you. I'm sure millions of people everybody. share that same resentment. Um, oh, no. but I actually won the lottery in New York. You won the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, <laughs> but I have to say, I thought you guys are so freaking dope. Like I, I love you guys. I wish I knew about you guys sooner. I thought it was so, 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 so dope what you guys were doing. I, I mean, I thought you were dope already because I'd already seen you in Pitch Perfect and the Mindy Project. So I was familiar with your work. But just seeing that the, that that collective group was just it was a, it was amazing. I was just I was I don't know I was just I was just out. I was speechless. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> but it's basically there. You guys are basically the Voltron of freestyle. It's like yeah. it's it's, it, it's just so dope and it was so it, dope. But yeah, I'm so jealous of people who can freestyle. <laughs> no, I was gonna ask you. How did you? I mean, I I I I was always the person who would be in the circles cheering on the freestylers. I'm like, oh, hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I always wished in my back of my head I could actually participate. Where? Did, how did you learn or how did you gain uh, this the skill? Um, first of all, thank you very much. And I just want everyone listening or watching to know that um, you knew who I was. Amanda knew who I was. <laughs> and the documentary introduced her to who Lynn was. Yes. Um, she had no idea who well, Lynn no, Manuel Miranda was. I actually knew who Lynn was too, but <laughs> I just. Amanda, Amanda, you're, you're <laughs> okay, ruining it. I'm sorry. You're right. Let's, let's stick um, to that. <laughs> yep. So let, let the record state. Um, okay. You know, I, I, I was doing, I, I was in sports when I was very, very young. I wanted to play basketball. I broke my wrist, uh, which kept me out of playing in high school. That's the only reason. It's not skill-based at all. I broke my wrist too, playing basketball. Yeah, I, I snapped my <laughs> wrist. Um, and I started doing theater and I always had wanted to do music. Like for me, I came up on nineties R and B. So I wanted to be. Yes. Like, you're yeah, in the I, right place. <laughs> yeah. So like uh, the boys to men, Cooley high harmony and two that album all for one, their first two albums, genuine, um, shy mm. as yet. Like, I mean, Bilk. <laughs> Silk. Oh yeah. There's a meeting in my Yes. Dude, could that high note at the end. Bedroom, bedroom, bedroom. Oh. Yeah, we, me and Amanda are huge nineties yeah. R and B stands. Yeah. So 
Silk for sure. Uh, Soul for real. I'll just, this could turn into a 90s R&B podcast. Anyway, I would always imagine and daydream about being in a group um, and singing these songs. And I, as near as I can remember, I was always singing into a tape recorder and making up my own songs. And I don't know, there's some sort of natural talent, I think, involved in the sense that like, I can look at what's happening around me and make it rhyme on a basic mm-hmm. level and not really be afraid about the outcome. I think that's the biggest thing that we teach at the Freestyle Love Supreme Academy is you have to remove the sense of self-judgment. Like if I mess up, if I can't rhyme, you know, uh, whatever, Dino with Vino, what's going to happen? Um, um, Dino Ray, drinking Vino all day. Um, but yes, but um, <laughs> It's not, it's not really about that. It's about being able to express yourself and your truth fearlessly and know that you're being supported and loved. And I think that energy comes across in the documentary. But for me, it just started out talking about what was going on in the room. It was a party trick. I enjoyed it as a way of communicating and communing with my fellows, my, my fellow students and my friends. And then I started taking it really seriously in college. And then it kind of veered into the course of what most hip hop is, which is ego like I started battling and I started um competing and really taking it seriously and taking it on as an identity a very masculine sort of expression of Mm. of my anger and angst as a young brown man in in New York City uh post 9-11 and then I joined Freestyle Love Supreme and they were like whoa you're angry um (laughs) and you're full of ego and you have all the skills that we need for this group you're funny you can act uh, you, you're thoughtful, you have a point of view being South Asian, but you are uh, uh, going about it all the wrong way. And you're sort of swinging your, swinging your D as it were. And mm-hmm. Tommy Kale, the director was like, if you can rap about, you know, a cup of coffee or James and the Giant Peach or, you know, a broken guitar string with as much sort of skill and thought as you rap about yourself, then you can really, we can, express ourselves in a really special and magical way. And I sort of took that ethos and that, um, that mindset and it opened up my whole world. It, it kind of took away my edge. I'm not going to lie. Like I stopped <laughs> being as, as um, I guess, a- angry. <laughs> the public enemy got a little washed out of me. But um, <laughs> but I kept the tribe called Quest. So it was all good. Dope. Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Was it always was it always in your plan like you wanted to do this as a as a career you wanted to be a rapper you wanted to be an actor was that the, the, your initial plan growing up? No, the initial plan was like I'd be throwing lobs to Dwight Howard. Mm. Um, <laughs> like the initial plan was for sure to be an NBA basketball player. This is all a very very distant plan B happening right now. <laughs> uh, uh, when the basketball career, uh, when I decided to walk away <laughs> from that. You're like, all oh, you guys, I have to, I have to leave. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I want to stay close to my family. <laughs> um, yeah, this is the only thing that I've ever been built for. Mm. I've, I've never had an aptitude or a natural ability for many, maybe, a, maybe like, athletics on a basic level or maybe 
um, maybe English, like maybe I could have been a teacher. My parents are both PhD biochemists and I was all, always, uh, science was always availed to me at the yeah. highest level. Um, I did not have, I do not have an aptitude for it um, or a passion for it. But yeah, music was always my thing. And when I went to college, you couldn't go to college for freestyle rap. It just was, it was not on the curriculum. So I, you know, I was very, very lucky and blessed to get into NYU and study there and quickly learned that that environment maybe wasn't the most um, inclusive or mm-hmm. uh, diverse as, as my own experience. And so I started venturing out into the city and the city became as much of a teacher as, as any, and anything I ever learned in a classroom, New York and Poets Cafe, uh, since in Leopard Lounge, um, promoting parties and performing at Joe's Pub and Fat Baby and every club on the Lower East Side and going into Brooklyn to Europa and just run, running around the city, learning how to hold a microphone and express myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then waking up and going to acting class and rolling around with pajamas on. So it was like very, <laughs> it was cool, man. And looking back at the time, I was pretty un- displeased, but looking back, it was a pretty well-rounded experience. Cool. You know, you, you were in pit, the Pitch Perfect franchise and then, you know, you have the Mindy Project, Brittany Runs a Marathon and all these other roles. Um, and how did, did these characters that you played and the roles that you've had help define what kind of performer you wanted to be? Um, it was, it's been the opposite for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a South Asian, obviously I'm an Indian actor. I don't fit, I'm gonna speak from my truth. So anybody who disagrees, that's cool. Right. Cause this is my version of my story. Um, I'm an Indian actor. I don't fit what Hollywood casting directors see an Indian as. I'm not um, tight-lipped. I got studs. I got a little bit of flavor. My flavor is different. Um, I'm not a computer guy. I'm not a nerd. I'm not nebbish. I'm not asexual. So when the roles availed to me, when Indian roles came up in my career early on, there was no way I was going to get cast in them because they'd look at me and they go, well, this guy clearly like has a social life. He's not, our character has no social life. Our character is the nebbish best friend who will never get laid and who's trying to help our white lead um, get the girl. This guy's not that guy. And, or he's too hip hop. He's too this, mm-hmm. he's too that. He, we love him. He's great. He's so unique. He's not for, he's not for our, stereotypical idea of what an Indian is, sorry. Mm -hmm. So I just have been doing me and I got very lucky with Pitch Perfect because my character's name is Donald. Kay Cannon, who wrote the movie, wrote on Community, she wrote the role for Donald Glover. Lucky for me, Donald, who I went to college with, shout outs to Childish Gambino. Um, Donald, if you are, I hope you're listening because I know you listen to everything I do. Um, (laughs) Donald, that track that we did in college, like, Bust it out, man. Bust, bust that track out. I know I freestyled the whole thing because I was too high, but at least let people listen. <laughs> to it. Um, uh, Kay wrote that role for Donald, uh, and he turned it down. Thank God, because he was too famous at the time. Mm. And I happened to get it based on the skill set that I had been cultivating 
outside of my acting career and staying true to my own identity, which is like being in the cypher, beatboxing on the corner, rapping at the clubs, holding a microphone, and then um, doing Freestyle Love Supreme, which is improvisational. Most of what we did in Pitch Perfect, Adam and myself, and especially Rebel and on down the line, we improvised most of that movie. It was really fucking fun. Um, wow. So, and then Mindy saw me rap in Pitch Perfect and Mindy was like, I, I've written a role for a rapping brother and offered me that role, which is the first role I've ever been offered. It was a huge deal for me um, and still is. And Mindy still is somebody who I always credit as giving me sort of my break in television. Mm-hmm. Um, up until that point, I'd done a few pilots uh, that, you know, it doesn't matter. They, mm-hmm. they have, didn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Barbershop, I did that movie based on, I think, the language of hip hop, which I learned growing up and sort of being in the clubs and, and doing that. And uh, many of my early jobs were based on this skill set that just fed my fed my heart. It was about hip hop and, and rap. And, and only now, sort of later on, have I sort of branched off into, I guess, what you would call a non hip hop, non musical actor mm-hmm. um but even in britney runs a marathon my music is in that movie paul shout out to paul the director like people probably don't know but when you're introduced to my character jaren in that movie excuse me i just straight up burped right into my mic <laughs> <That was laughs> it's okay we, we try to be as candid as possible that was a podcast, glazed so. donut burp <laughs> um oh donut yeah. <laughs> sweets bribery now with we're sweets. all thinking about donuts <laughs> um but when you meet my character jaren in britney runs marathon that's my music playing in the background which is mm. a really funny thing that paul did a very meta thing mm-hmm. so oh, i would say that the music yeah the journey i don't know if i answered your question i will say yeah. that I've, I've sort of had to just be true to who I am because if I wasn't and listened to what Hollywood wanted me to be, I think early on I realized how miserable I would be. Mm-hmm. So, I yeah, that. I, I started. No, I love that. Yeah, well, yeah, we're good. We'll, we'll get more into the the, the South Asian conversation. A David, little bit how later. are you doing, David? <laughs> David, yeah, David, on. check in. Check him, David. Are you paying? Okay, <laughs> thumbs up. <laughs> David is good. He's still David, here. David, can you throw okay. up a clip? Of, Pitch perfect, please. <laughs> Cut to the Let's clip. throw it to a clip. <laughs> Thanks, David. David well, David changed out. his David has changed his picture, his Zoom picture, because before it was different, I think. But anyways. Um, David, can you, know, you when edit you were, out that burp? <laughs> David, can you edit out the burp? He'll he'll edit it out. Or maybe we'll keep it in. It, it, no, he won't. He said no. <laughs> not even speaking. Uh, I hope um, this is a video well, podcast. Well, 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 it, well, well, we usually don't publish the video, but we can. If you want. No, you we might as well. Amanda video. looks great. I have no, I have no makeup on, you guys. Amanda, I, you're late. I have so much makeup. On. <laughs> I would appreciate it if we did not. Every makeup that there is in this house, all the makeups are. You on. have it on. <laughs> um, my daughter was like, well, you what, know when what you. Would, my daughter was like, because uh, I shaved for this. My daughter was like, you know how what would make you look really even more handsomer? I was like, what? And she was like, eyeshadow. I was like, you know what? After... <laughs> I was like, why? Because my eyes are can. dark. She's like, your eyes aren't I, dark. I love that she said handsomer. <laughs> She's like, more handsomer? Handsomer. Eyeshadow. Even more handsomer. Um, that means you're already handsomer. 
I got a handsome <laughs> yeah. day. I get one handsome a week and I got two today. So I'm feeling really, really good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Utkarsh, with, you know, Freestyle Love Supreme, when, when you first started doing it uh, and being with the group, was there like a certain moment when you were just like, oh, wow, this is something really special or this is going to grow into something because everyone on the, that, the, the group has gone on to do amazing things and you guys did the revival on Broadway like was was there a certain point where you're like oh this is something really amazing when you while you during the journey through Freestyle Love Supreme yeah there have been points you know I joined the group so young I was really mm -hmm. I've been the baby of the bunch um mm -hmm. and my you guys did you guys both see the documentary so you mm -hmm. know that my priorities at the time were a little bit different yeah um, yeah mm. And uh, I was always, yeah, there have been moments when I first saw them perform, it was a packed house. And up until that point, I'd been promoting my own parties, flyering, like doing it how we used to do, where you gave people pieces of paper that said a time and date when they were supposed to come and see your show. And I'd played for large crowds, but never like that. I'd never walked into a room where it was packed and a sold out show. And I was in awe of their ability to command the audience. When I first saw Anthony Veniziali host a show, he was the best like improvisational comedic actor I had ever seen. I just remember being completely blown away. And I have incorporated his mannerisms and his humor into my life so seamlessly, but that now I think it was my idea. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I saw Lynn and it was great. And this is a testament to his skill. I saw Lynn and I was like, I could, I could do that. Like, you know what I mean? Like I saw Lynn and I was like, I'm better than him. Like he stoked my competitive fire. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think we've always done that in a very loving and supporting way with one another. Lynn and I are always out to get the last line in um, <laughs> as a means of making the other person better. It's never, it's never to beat, like, I always want to take what he does and take it up a notch because I know he's going to do the same to me and steel sharp and steel. Um, and he's an incredible collab partner, rhyme partner. Uh, Chris Jackson speaks from his heart. James Monroe Eichelhart is a man. He is a skill. Like the dude is magic. He is the genie. Like he, I, he won a Tony for playing the genie in Aladdin. Like yes. that dude yeah. is made of magic. Um, Shockwave, the beatboxer, to the, the things that he can do athletically just to beatbox throughout a whole show is unreal and unfathomable. And then you have Arthur Lewis and Bill Sherman who are both, uh, Arthur is uh, a musical genius. He's truly a genius. Bill Sherman has an Emmy, Grammy and a Tony, I think many times over. And then you have Tommy Kale, who's the mastermind who keeps all the egos together. Um, mm -hmm. David Diggs jumps in every now and then. I got to say he's a member of a group because he's famous now. But like, <laughs> <laughs> you know you don't be showing up, dog. Come on. <laughs> hey, David was on our podcast. Yeah, he was on our <laughs> podcast for Blind Spotting, which yeah, you were yeah, in. Yeah, I was. Diggs is the super <laughs> homie. We are, <laughs> we are actively in negotiations to open up our pods to each other because we all live in the same neighborhood, Diggs and Rafa. Oh, nice. um, oh cool. Yeah, Rafa used to live here. We used to live together and and Diggs and Rafa used to live together and we are all, you know, those are my those that's family. They're mm -hmm. my good good buddies. But um yeah, I 
I thought it was special when I saw the group and then I think it became, it was just something we did and we wanted to have uh, success elsewhere, all of us. Mm -hmm. And then I think uh, we did a show, TV show for Pivot and then we kind of fractured the group sort of, I think we reached a point where all of us, Hamilton was happening, um, Anthony had moved to San Francisco, I was in LA and we sort of broke apart. You, you can't call it a breakup, but you could definitely call it a hiatus where I don't think anybody was trying to unhiatus. <laughs> and that was a few years ago. And I remember that is when I really realized how special it was um, and how much I missed it and how much everything I did paled in comparison to the love and energy and communication and superpower of vulnerability and expression that that group afforded me. Mm-hmm. Um, and how it just makes my work so much better. Like you get on stage in front of hundreds, thousands of people improvising rap and then you show for the, and you only get one take and then you show up on set and they're like, can you just do like 10 takes and do whatever you want? And you're like, yeah, do you want it to rhyme? And they're like, no. And you're like, oh shit, this is about to be easy. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> it makes the rest of my life so much simpler because it's so difficult to do. And that muscle gets so strong that everything else is sort of, it becomes much easier to do, much more freeing. It, it, it affords us all, um, I think, a real sense of spiritual creative freedom. And so that's when it became really special. Um, mm. And I think that enthusiasm is really captured and that nostalgia and appreciation and gratitude mm-hmm. is captured really well in the documentary. Yeah. Definitely. What did it like? Oh, and shout out to Tom. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say shout out to Thomas Kale <laughs> for, because uh, he, he broke that news this morning about him directing Fiddler on the Roof. Oh, uh, uh, I have no idea. I, <laughs> hey, yeah. Tommy, I know you're going to watch this because you, you watch the product. Yeah, but the homie, broke, you got to text me back, Tommy. Deadline today and Lin-Manuel, uh retweeted it too. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah Tommy's yeah. mad because he, I, I, Tommy, if you're upset with me because I didn't respond to your FaceTime calls, I'm sorry. But <laughs> text me back, bro. You, you Hit look. me back. I so feel like funny. Kanye talking to Jay-Z right now. Call me back. <laughs> I, which one is Kanye and which is Jay-Z? I'm, I'm for sure yeah. Kanye. <laughs> you I'm, said I'm for sure Kanye. I do not have. There, there, is a, there is a white Kanye, so maybe you can be the Indian Kanye. I don't know. Wait, who's Who, the white, who's who's the the white, white Kanye? Kanye? Um, it's some uh, a DJ that, I don't know, his name is, he's a DJ on one of these reality shows. He calls himself the white Kanye. Oof. <laughs> oh my God, that's... Oof. That's like I mean, double trouble. I'm he, sorry. He, he each his own, you know? Sometimes you just gotta yes. let him have it. Um, but for, oh. how's it been for you revisiting this journey of Freestyle Love Supreme? And it's, and also talking, no, revisiting the, the struggles that you had, that you talked about in the documentary. How has this experience been to you? And are you are you in any way, I mean, you've talk, you talked about it before in your performances, um, but are you in any way nervous about maybe having this your story be told to this to a bigger audience, the the Hulu audience? Um, You know, my only responsibility is to my personal mental health and my daily uh, recovery. And if this story inspires someone, great. If people judge it, fine. Like, what, what can I tell you? It's a version of the truth. You know, obviously a story about my, my recovery and sobriety um, 
can't fit into 90 seconds into a documentary. It's told within the context of Freestyle Love Supreme. Mm -hmm. um, but either way, like I got to wake up tomorrow and do what I do to be a good partner, father, son, friend, like that doesn't change. So uh, th that's part of what makes Freestyle Love Supreme special is that we get the chance to be vulnerable and tell you our truth. You can be moved by it or you can move on. <laughs> like it don't matter to me. But mm -hmm. I think the special thing about um, that part, let's let's be real, like in the just for, I don't want to spoil it. But like, uh, you know, I Lynn had come to me with a role in Hamilton. And then I, I couldn't sort of meet that that match because of my drinking. Mm -hmm. um, but that's not what got me sober. Like anybody who's in recovery or has a journey through sobriety will be like, wait, what? You didn't get Hamilton? And that's why you got sober? Like, mm -hmm. that sounds pretty easy. It's like, no, it took, it, it was so much more than that. And um, I think it's very neatly used for a narrative in this film to be like, hey, there's an example of what you lost. And, and, and within the context of the group, it's, it's very um, appropriate, I suppose, but I don't want anybody to get it twisted and oversimplify how complicated it is because I want to respect how difficult it is for people in, to, to get sober, to stay sober, to be in recovery. That, and I, I don't want to diminish the extreme challenge that it is for a lot of people. And if you know what I'm talking about, you know. And if you don't, I hope you never do. But um, yeah. But uh, so that's the one thing where I'm like, oh, I, I just hope people know how how difficult it is, and I I don't want anyone to feel like I'm 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 taking away from from their uh from their from the miracle. Yeah. Yeah. Um. That being said, what what? Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, I'm. Well, what about revisiting the, just the journey in general of, 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 of you guys? Like, how has that been having this documentary and getting to yeah. relive something? Do you look back and, yeah, do you look back and say, we were so young? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, kind of. But also it's the same exact show. Like, we've mm. just been doing it. I mean, yeah, like, the boys have put on weight. I'm like the only one. <laughs> I'm definitely the only one who's still looking real, real like my You're like felt and if anything body body <laughs> yeah i mean if anything i've i've gotten better looking and we, <laughs> like everybody else is super jowly i don't know what's going on we gotta, we, you said jowly <laughs> let's be real so other than other than sort of that <laughs> it's really cool man it's great to see everyone it's great to see how you know there's so much that that isn't being said, right? There's so many beautiful things that make this family work um, that I wish we could have shared. We just didn't have time. Like the fact of the matter is, is yes, Hamilton and In the Heights led to the success and led to the doorway for Freestyle Love Supreme to make it to Broadway. But like the, like we had an adult swim pilot that we shot, that we wrote, that, that failed. We took the show all over to every network in Hollywood and it failed. We had a show on Pivot that then moved to CISO. It's a great show, but it failed. Mm -hmm. And like, there have been so, this, we've been walking, oh, we did a pilot for PBS, the electric company that we all got recast. They were like, nah, y'all are too old, bye. Um, <laughs> and 
So we have really endured a lot of failure to get to this point, to, to have this feeling of connectivity and gratitude. We have really, we've earned it as a collective. We've watched each other struggle. We've watched each other um, get married, have children, deal with um, children with special needs, get divorced, like move cross country. Like we have, and for me personally, they've seen me in my personal struggles of when I couldn't show up, you know, and there's, there are amazing stories that have, that have kept this group together. Um, you know, Lynn is the first person that called me this, you won't see this in the documentary, but like my, when I got my one year sober anniversary, the first person to FaceTime me was Lynn. And then throughout the day, all the other guys called and told me how much they love me. And like, uh-huh. that has nothing to do with Hamilton. That has nothing to do with work. That's just friends showing up mm. and being like, hey, man, we're proud of you. Stay on the good foot. Mm. Um, and it, it's not all pretty, but. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I'm sure the journey isn't pretty, but I just love how you guys all sort of have this camaraderie that has is still ongoing today. Now, I know all of you guys are you know, famously doing your own things, but it's so, it's so refreshing to hear that you guys are still, you guys still have each other's backs. For sure. I was on the phone with Anthony for an hour last night, just talking about being dads. Like, what's that like? Lynn and I um, send freestyle raps videos back and forth to each other. I mean, we have a, if that was ever released i mean we have years of just back and forth messages can we get included on that chain <laughs> <laughs> i'd have to ask i'm joking i'm joking i was like release everything like this someday. Is you know, we'll start a hashtag you know someday. Qu- quibi is looking for content you know <laughs> <laughs> it's really cool and then you know shockwave and i this is we're grown-ass men but i talk to him every single day he's you know he and i are peas in a pod we we, hey uh david cut that one out too <laughs> we play um we play Fortnite every single day from la oh, no. between la and new york and we're just constantly in communication with one another and you know for every guy in the group i have a story like that you know I, I do appreciate, you know, especially the story about sobriety, you know, because uh, some of that hits close to home for me as well. So, you know, seeing that struggle is it, 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 it is interesting and it kind of hits a, a certain chord with me. But I'm not going to go beyond that because then I'm going to start crying. <laughs> so um, let, okay. let's talk. <laughs> I mean, let, what's wrong with that? I know, I know. I, I, but I don't want to make it about me. um but i'm I'm just saying that you know i I appreciate that fact of your your narrative so um but also you know speaking of your narrative you know it is asian pacific american heritage month well this episode will come out oh that's uh, why we're here (laughs) (laughs) well you know what you know what um we had hassan uh on tuesday right was it tuesday yeah 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 hassan hassan yeah, you know, um, just a quick story about Hudson. He and I yeah. used to be in the same audition rooms back in the day. 
and he'd be like oh man Akash is so good and he always beats me out and I I had I guess beat is is such a wrong word but I was cast in barbershop instead of Hassan and he's always been um like I remember getting the audition for the daily show that he ended up getting and I I don't even think I went in because I just wasn't equipped for it in any case like I get barbershop he doesn't fast forward he's on the daily show he blows up he's got patriot act and then I did a show called Brockmire with Hank Azaria. Mm-hmm. I played a guy. I don't know. I either play a Ravi or a Raj. It, it's one of those. If you look at my, <laughs> it's like, I, there's only two names these motherfuckers ever use. Um, but so pick one. Maybe it was Raj. Um, and I show up on set and I'm like, hey, I crushed my audition and I did good and I earned this job. And the writer's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Hassan turned it down. So we gave it to you. <laughs> and I was like, okay, we've come full circle now. So he is, well, la- he is somebody well, it- who I love and cherish. And uh, uh, he's no. so, he's just really stuck. He's another person who stayed truly authentic to himself. And if yeah. any, if, Nobody has seen Homecoming King, his special on Netflix. It's so good. It's required viewing. It is. Yeah. Even Patriot, that it's so good. Like he's. So- I know he's so thorough and like on point and like sharp. It's it, it's ridiculous. <laughs> he's he's he gesticulates well. He really. <laughs> yeah. He really does. But uh, yeah. Homecoming King, I think, is a perfect one man show. I think, it is. Uh, for any anyone to watch it's just so so beautiful uh so hassan was on on tuesday so do you, so now <laughs> so now it's, no but then yesterday so we you had got our, him first and now <laughs> well, <laughs> again well also you're <laughs> should we tell him who was on yesterday <laughs> <Kumail>? <laughs> well actually i talked to kumail yesterday for because we did a screening series for silicon valley it was him in the cast of silicon but kumail cool. and emily have been on yeah, Kumail and Emily have an offer Little America. Quarantine lockdown. Kumail's they were awesome. like they were on an episode right before the quarantine, I remember. Yeah. Um, but yesterday we had Cynthia. That's Arrivo Emily. On. Wait. Oh, Cynthia. Cynthia and I just did something last week. But you know, but speaking to that, you know. What's your background? Remember, Dino? I'm Filipino. Is it Dino or Dino Ray? How should I say it? I- I go by Dino, but okay. I think Dino Ray Ramos looks good as a byline. It's a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful that, well, name. also that's my legal name as well. So and Amanda, um, how how do I say your last name? Nduka. Nduka, and where's that from? Nigerian. Nigeria. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I have to ask you, Ukar, just talking about that, and we can go back to sorry Dino's question. But what has <laughs> what has been the weirdest way like teachers have said or people have said pronounced your name? Yeah. I have, <laughs> what was his name? I had moved in the middle of eighth grade to a new school and ah, God, I can't remember his name. It was social studies. It was my first day. And the guy's like, uh, Utkarash? Utkarsh. And he was like, Uktarsh? Utkarsh. Utarsh? Utkarsh. And then he goes, Walter? What? And I was like, I was like, what the what? <laughs> uh, Walter is by far the weirdest thing I've ever. Wait, heard. so he he just decided to give you the name Walter? I have no idea. Yeah, but I've heard it all. Yeah, I, I, was, I was definitely the kid in 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 high school. If I if a teacher was struggling with, with saying the name, I'm like here. 
Yeah, that was me too. I know who yeah. you're talking about. Because it, it's, it was always the first day of school and then anytime a substitute teacher was there, because my last name is A.M. So I'm all, almost always, always first course, on the yeah. list. And, and there goes um, that donut. <laughs> and then, um, and I worked out too. I think that's what's happening. Um, and uh, it, the teacher would always look at the paper and be like, okay, I might not be able to get some of these. So don't be upset with me. And I'd be like, I'm right here, dude. <laughs> it's just, you automatically, you already know you're all it's here. It's just me. But thank you for saying some of these I when know, you only mean me. He's like, some of these, especially Utkarash. <laughs> yeah. And then the other thing that was when you when your first name is also super unique is the do you have a nickname? Can I call you something else? Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. that was something it's very difficult to not be resentful of that. Mm. So yeah. At first it would be I would be very sarcastic, right? Do you have a nickname? No. Did you go to college? I'd be like, if you, do you have a college degree? Like, do you have a high school diploma? Um, Can you balance a checkbook? Because if you can do those things, I think you can um, pronounce my name. It's two syllables. And I'd be very sarcastic, very condescending. And the thing is, is that most people say those things because they're operating from a place of vulnerability and fear. Mm -hmm. And um, while it is not my responsibility i didn't think it was my responsibility to take care of you because you can't pronounce my name uh over time i've come to realize that it very much is my responsibility to take care of you so now it's like i would say it's okay to try you're fine don't worry about it like it's a difficult name i understand it's a little bit it's tough like it's take your time and it's not if you get it wrong don't worry Mm. it's just it is all you know it's good and i try and like uh be a lot more supportive and, and sweet about it than I ever was. But that's a new thing. That's like maybe f- five years old. Mm. Until five years ago, I was chopping you off at yeah. the kneecaps. Um, <laughs> so, but life is, and truly life has been much easier since I've, since yeah. I've taken yeah, a loving I responsibility. I agree. Mm-hmm. I always like, I always say, go ahead and try. If you mess up, I'm not going to get just try. I'll, I'll yeah. correct you. But anyway, yeah. sorry, you know, go ahead. Oh, no, it's okay. <laughs> I, it's okay. It's in, I think that was, that was a good question about <laughs> name pronunciation. Cause you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like that too. I'm always nervous that I'm going to get someone's pronounce someone's name wrong. even with Hassan, Hassan, right. Mm-hmm. Hassan. Um, before the podcast, I was like repeating it in my head because we always hear it as people saying Hassan mm-hmm. and, you know, it, it's been constantly like that. But anyways, so, you know, Asian American history, uh, yeah, yeah. Heritage Month, uh, but this will come out in June. But, you know, it, uh, when it comes to Asian representation on TV and film, it seems like South Asian and Southeast Asian tend to be overlooked. It's not always overlooked, but when you say Asian a lot of people tend to go East Asia and that's yeah, fine. We're not I, Asian. I, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and that's fine. And, but, you know, but we are slowly seeing kind of this needle move, you know, we had the Mindy project and now we have never have I ever. Um, and then we also have these projects with you know, like Filipino leads and, you know, uh, and seeing these narratives, but seeing that now you're, you're at this forefront, you have a platform. Do you, what kind of responsibility do you think you have to be an advocate for the community and to amplify voices by letting the ladder down. You're saying two different things. So the first thing is something that is a much larger conversation, which I can't speak to from mm-hmm. the 
from the inside, but I can speak to it from the outside of yeah. what it means to be Asian in Hollywood, right? Yeah. Um, and to be an other, like a constant other. So mm -hmm. even when we are technically, I uh, guess, on uh, like on your things that you check off, the, the consensus we're Asian, within Hollywood, we're not Asian. Like I did Mulan um, with a predominantly, with an all Asian cast, including me, but there's a difference between our cultures, Chinese, Korean, Japanese, uh, Hmong, Filipino, Indonesian, Singaporean, Indian, Pakistani, like Bangladeshi, Sri Lankan, like we're all very different. So for us to galvanize under this umbrella of Asianness is very difficult. So operating as Asians when we are all so different is, is super hard. And I get it. Like I'm, I, I, I know that I'm not included in, for instance, let's just look at crazy rich Asians. And John, John Chu, by way of Lynn, is a friend, and I cannot wait to watch In the Heights. And John has always been a huge supporter of mine. And I don't, I think it's the source material. Um, but if you look at Crazy Rich Asians, which takes place in Singapore? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Dave, come on, Dave. Um, <laughs> it, it Dave is cut Singapore. to a clip. Cut to a clip of the wedding where Constance has the tears where he's getting married and he mouths, I love you. Cut to that part of the clip. Um, in any case, uh, Crazy Rich Asians, Singapore. There's mad Indian people in Singapore. There's not a single Indian person in that movie. That movie is about rich Chinese uh, people infighting. It's a beautiful movie. It's a great romantic comedy. Um, but we're not represented in Asia. We're not Asian in that movie. We're not the Asians. There's two brown dudes, uh, Sikhs, who are the security the guards. guards. Yeah. And I was watching it with my friend, Chum Ahelopala. We watched it in New Zealand while we were shooting Mulan. There was this big thing and they're like, oh, the cast of Mulan is here to watch Crazy Rich Asians. And it was awesome. And they were very hospitable and it was super fun. And I loved the movie. I was crying my eyes out. Mm. But that moment where the guards come up to the car, Chum and I looked at each other and we were like, oh, there we are. <laughs> like, that's who we play in this motherfucker. Um, <laughs> So it's challenging in terms of South Asian representation in film and TV, like away from this concept of, of Asian, we're, we're everywhere. I mean, we're, Manish Dayal is the lead on The Resident. Ravi Patel is in movies and has his documentary, Meet the Patels. He's got deals. Um, Parvesh China is constantly working. All of us are on this animated show, Mira, Royal Detective, yes. on Disney Junior, which has been a great pleasure to work on and be a part of. Um, uh, Arjun Gupta's on The Magicians. I don't know if they're getting another season, but he's been crushing it. Hannah Simone is Jamila Jamil, um, Aparna Nancherla. Uh, it, I mean, Kumail, obviously, Hari Kondabolu. Like, the, the fact that I can't remember names is just a sign of how Riz, of how special it is. Yeah. Frida Pinto. And then the last part of your question is, do I have a responsibility to represent and to to reach back or reach down, which yeah. I don't I don't like that, but reach back and, yeah. and help people move forward. And I'd say absolutely yes. 
is how I feel about it. And there's two ways to look at that. One is like I'm actively in the way that Eddie Murphy populated all of his films with black young comedians and actors. Eddie Murphy put so many people on. Martin Lawrence, Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, Halle Berry. The list Mm. is, I mean, it's limitless how many people he put on. And then he reached out to his mentors, Richard Pryor, Red Fox, and populated his films with them as well to show his respect for the people that came before him. Um, And I don't think he gets enough credit for that outside of the community, but I would love to operate in that space and in that way. Um, I think that it's super important to put a South Asian man and woman couple on screen together, like Fresh Off the Boat did. We've yet to have a basic love story where brown woman, brown man get to be together. It's brown woman covets white man, brown woman covets black man, which is fine. Like um, brown man covets white woman, brown man helps white man get brown woman. (laughs) There's a lot of uh, iterations of that that does not end up with brown brown. mm, For for a um, ethnicity that has created 1.2 billion people on this planet, it's it's a, a little bit curious that they're never together on a Hollywood screen. Yeah, yeah um, that goes into the whole conversation of colorism too, and that could be a whole other thing. Yeah, so yeah. there's that. So there's actively being a part of the conversation creatively. And then there's also just doing what I do and allowing that to inspire people. And I don't begrudge people who are like, yeah, look, I'm a brown man or a brown woman, and I do act opposite different ethnicities and, and races. And I do tell stories that are maybe more traditional or stereotypical, but I'm here and I'm succeeding. And my presence in the room is enough to be inspiring. And I, yeah. I don't begrudge people who don't, who, who, but like, cause like I might be the type of person who's like, I'm in the room, but I'm like, yo man, how come I don't have the good seats? Like, mm-hmm. why don't I have a window seat? Uh, what makes you think you're you you're des- more deserving than I am? And it's okay. The fact that we're all existing together is fine. Yeah. Um, and then in terms of reaching back, so like Sakina Jaffrey, Asif Manvi, Ajay Naidu, um, Alok Tiwari, like um, Ranjit Chowdhury, who just passed away. You know, rest in peace. Mm. These are all people who paved the way for us among many others, right? Um, Sarita Chowdhury, who, who really went through a lot of this deep stereotyping mm-hmm. so that my generation could go through less and the next generation, Geraldine Biswanathan, Curran Brar, Curran Sony, um, can lead movies, you know, can have millions of followers, can be in Disney shows and and uh, I think it's anybody who's ever, I would like to say that anybody who's ever reached out to me for advice or, or mentorship, I've, I've, avail- I've made myself available to. Um, and, uh, and so I try, yeah, yeah. I try to help oh. out. That, that, I, yeah, I, I, whatever. I loved how you unpack that. Yeah, however small part we can all do, you know, it's, it's just as long as we're doing something, I think that's yeah. what's gonna change the way things are, hopefully one day. Yeah. <laughs> um, so before we wrap our wrap up, Ukarsh, what can you tell us that you have coming up? So I know you mentioned Mulan, which I haven't gotten to see. Dino saw it. 
Um, hopefully, I can see it next. Oh, I mean, I'm not in Mulan. They cut me out of it. Yeah. Oh, I'm oh, yeah. sorry. I was, I mean, I, I shot okay. it, but like. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Well, I, was, I was hoping to see you in it, but. I wasn't Asian enough, do you know? No, no, no. Hey, Mickey, Mickey Mouse, don't come at me. Mickey's going to come at me. Are you still doing, are you still, you're, are you still in Free Guy? I am. I okay. Mean, <laughs> you, you were praying. You were praying. You're yeah, so like, you oh, I, don't want, I can't. So, I can't fuck up twice. Okay. <laughs> so Nikki, Nikki Caro, who directed Mulan, uh, she directed Whale Rider. Mm -hmm. It's really going to be. It's going to be a special movie, and I still, I, you know, I'm not in it, and that is, uh, unfortunately, the world's loss. But mm -hmm. the movie is still, still going to be exceptional. Um, Free Guy, which stars Ryan Reynolds, Jodie Comer. Um, Lorel Howery, Taika Waititi, myself, and Joe Keery is a great movie. It's such a beautiful, fun action comedy. It's full of heart. Ryan and Sean Levy, who directed it, and Zach Penn, who co-wrote it, are just super thoughtful, gregarious, really warm, kind people. Mm -hmm. uh, it's such a pleasure to work on that movie. Uh, there's a movie called The Broken Hearts Gallery, which stars Dacre Montgomery, Geraldine Viswanathan, myself, Bernadette Peters, Philippa Sue from Hamilton, um, and lots of others. That's pretty cool. I saw that movie. It's a really charming, touching rom-com. Mm. I think we're going to get some really good news about that soon. Um, All right. You're making moves. Making and of moves. course, and there's other Freestyle shit. Love yeah, and there's Freestyle Love Supreme. Y'all, man, you should have... Hey, Dave, bring up my IMDb on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, bro. We'll we'll just publish your whole IMDb. We're gonna read after you sign off. We're just gonna read your IMDb. Like, please do, please do. And you know, and I have music out on Spotify. Uh, if you just oh, search dope. my name, Utkarsh and Butkar. If anybody does checks out anything, thanks, Dave. Oh, <laughs> thanks, bro. What do we got? Oh, oh Godmother. Marry me. That's the one with Jayla. Oh, and marry me. Yeah, yes. thanks. I forgot and about Godmother. That. That's a uh, that, that's uh, Jillian, right? Yes, thank you, Dave. Thanks, bro. Oh, yes, there you go. There you go, David coming through. So, Ukarsh, we like to sort of, we like to end this in uh, our interview session with this thing we call the facts and the, or the FAQs. Just fun, playful questions to, to end it on a, on a, on a good note, even though <laughs> this, there's nothing bad about anything that we've said. <laughs> that just talked about. <laughs> um, so the first question is, what's something you're interested in that most people wouldn't expect? Oh my gosh, so many things. Um, <laughs> ancient alien technology. <laughs> oh, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dave, uh, just bring up. <laughs> Oh my God, David's gonna be like your Siri. Bring up the the <laughs> Themskira, uh, whatever you call it. The, Ancient uh, alien technology. I'm just like, saying, like archaeology, Prometheus, and, and and stuff like that. Archaeology has always um, fascinated me. Right, the fact that we go back thousands upon thousands of years, um, and somehow only now have like cell phones. Like how slowly but quickly human beings evolve and all that stuff i watch i'm constantly watching stuff on that like do i believe i don't know if i believe in ancient aliens but like i was gonna ask you if you do i don't know motherfuckers believe that a snake told a girl to eat an apple like are you kidding me <laughs> like they That's believe true. that like 
there's a dude with an elephant head and eight arms running around. Like religion we is believe? Yeah. just as crazy as that's true honestly religion's that's basically folklore that's you a know? good point right so point. then yeah if, if yeah so that stuff fascinates me and then you can see now it's not a secret anymore there's i love comic books and collecting that's fine that's collectibles fun. and that's yeah that stuff and so like when when you were a kid what was one movie that you watched over and over again the sword in the stone Oh, good, mm, one. good one. Yeah. Good one. Sword in the stone. Okay, so next question. Question: Would you rather your only mode of transportation be a donkey or a giraffe? Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, it depends on the temperament of the animal. <laughs> okay, let's say they're even-tempered. Yeah. They're chill. Okay, so I'm going to have to go with the donkey because it's like, <laughs> more practical but yeah. if it's like a formal event i'm gonna take the giraffe <laughs> like a like a red carpet premiere or something yeah like, like you take the giraffe but you're not gonna like wear louboutins to rite aid you know what i'm saying like i'm taking a donkey to write <laughs> okay that i'll accept that. I'll, I'll allow that that's good that's good um what outdated slang do you use on a regular basis if I'm about to say something that I think is going to be interesting, I might say peep game. Oh. <laughs> and by might, I mean, I say it on a regular basis. <laughs> like, all right, peep <laughs> game. All right, peep game. You got a donkey and a giraffe. You can only use one. What's it going to be? That's um, so good. That's and so that good. is I, I way outdated. Pete Dame is, is still cool though. Like I don't think that I don't think. Are you it's sure? Cool. It's I'm old man. Sure. Yeah, it's I'm not an old man, but uh, it is. That's yeah. That might be it. <laughs> what are your What are your top five albums of all time? Top five albums of all time. Um, Outcast, Aquemini. Yes, good choice. <laughs> um, top five albums of all time. Boys to Men two. Um. Oh, this is hard. I wish you guys had told me this beforehand. <laughs> this is this is why we like to. This is gotcha journalism. <laughs> uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony, Eternal, nineteen ninety nine. Goody Mob, still standing. God. And then, oh man, there's got to be. I was gonna say there's got to be some Caucasian music in there too. <laughs> Um, like Weezer, like a... the Blue album. <laughs> I love that Weezer album. That Rivers Cuomo man, he can really sing it up. That's dope. That's but dope. I reserve the right to change. No, yeah, you. I, I mean, change whenever you want. That's a yeah, hard like because I was even thinking about like I couldn't think of, I, my. I mean, I can just think of one album that I listened to for the rest of my life, which is Whitney Houston. Yeah. So. Well, that's the thing too. Jackson Five Greatest Hits. I could yeah. easily put on Twenty Fifth Anniversary Collection. Jackson yes. 5. Yeah. I could uh, put on. Yeah, like. I could always listen to Lauren Hill's uh, Miseducation. Oh Hill. man, you're so right. That that <laughs> yeah. that that one is that album. It, it, it you listen to it today, you could be like, oh, that was produced yesterday. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. It's so I don't. She's that that album. I, I I hate saying genius, but pretty much is like well, I love those pockets, those those eras, right? Like if you take Fuji's the score, Wyclef's Carnival, and Lauren Hill's Miseducation, you're good mm. yeah like those three like if you take outcasts if you take equemini and goody mob still standing and then 
maybe you could take any other Outcast album or Soul Food. Like you're good. Yeah. Those are yeah. like those yeah, there's, pockets of artists. There's clumps. Yeah, there, there, there's uh, like these uh, these. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Like if you took our, Timbaland, Missy, Genuine, Aaliyah, right? Like the fact, like that. Oh God, R.I.P. Aaliyah. Oh. And then there's I, also like RZA. You could get like Only Built for Cuban Links plus Enter the 36 Chambers and then any like either Method Man, Ghostface, pick pick one, Old Dirty Bastard. Like RZA was just, oh, I love yeah. those like little pockets in time where one dude branches off and makes yeah. makes this yeah. magic. Yeah. Oh, I just, I mean, yeah, I'm, I, there was a time when I was like, it was during that time when I was just obsessed with Timbaland. Like he, I remember he had this album that, I remember it was Ludacris's first song on there. It was oh, called yeah. Fat Rabbit. Uh, oh, yeah. Was it? Fat yeah. Rabbit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, um, so our final question, we asked this to all our guests. Wait, is that the one that had lobster and shrimp with um, yeah. Jay-Z? Yeah, I think, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Go, so raise your hands. It was the Spider-Man the theme. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys aren't saying words right now. <laughs> have um, you heard, Amanda, have you heard Up Jumps to Boogie? No. Timbaland, Missy, Aaliyah, and Magoo, Genuine, and Magoo. Honestly, I probably, if I hear it, I probably, I would, I would probably recommend. After it. this is done, yeah. it's not on Spotify. None of Timbaland's first album is on any streaming platform for mm. some reason, but it is on YouTube. Uh, hey, Dave, can you bring up <laughs> the boogie? Um, so our final question is: We ask this to all our guests: Is there an underrepresented voice in the industry, whether it's an actor, writer, producer, or storyteller, any creator in the that is not in the mainstream? that you think people need to pay more attention to that does, and they deserve more recognition from Hollywood. Uh, yeah, there's so many, hold on. Let me, let me find them. Yes. Um, <laughs> you mentioned a, some already. Uh, in the there's a stand-up that I love. His name is Neil Nanda. N-E-E-L-N-A-N-D-A. Mm -hmm. -E -E I think Neil is great. Um, Akash Singh, who's a stand-up, he's so funny. He's got a um, podcast called Flagrant, um, mm. Flagrant 2, so good. Um, who else is out there that I really love? Cali, uh, K-A-L-Y, Cali Say on Instagram is his name. He's an incredible lyricist and rapper, activist. Uh, we've done tracks together. You can find it on my Spotify or his Spotify, Cali, K-L-Y. Um, there's so, so many people. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, um, I think, I think those are good for now. And you mentioned like a lot of good names that a lot of people may not know earlier. Uh, but yeah, th oh, those are those names. One more guy I want to shout out who you can listen to his stuff right now. His name is Venk Potula. Mm -hmm. V-E-N-K. Mm -hmm. This dude is like one of these guys who I just like met out in LA and we still talk and he's just on the hustle, making and building his own work. Nobody knows who he is. He's got a podcast that's super funny about a middle-aged Indian dad who quits to try and break into porn. Um, <laughs> It's very funny. It's easily to, it's easy to digest during COVID times. Uh, the name of the podcast is Masala Jones. Okay, I've, I need to I need to listen to that. It is really well done, really well written, super funny. Okay. So, Vank, shout out to you, bro. Um, I'm opening this email. Sorry, you sent it <laughs> so long ago. 
Um, I'm going to read this shit. I promise, bro. It's on my list. I forgot about it. (laughs) Much love, Vink. (laughs) Oh, Udkars. So much. That was like, that was one of the best podcasts we've had ever. Oh, oh, good. Thanks, man. We're going to end it here. We're going to end the podcast with your episode. That's it. (laughs) Then we're done. We've we've talked to everyone we needed to. So All all you need to do is restring that guitar and you're good. Yes, 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 yes. And, Thank um, you so much. That was so guys. fun. We we totally could do this for another we have to hour, have but again, like in person when we get back to sure. That, that yeah, that I think awesome. we, <laughs> it would be great. And you know, give love to your family, positive energy, and yeah. everything to you. Yeah, right Stay back at you guys. Thanks so much. Right, bye. 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 Step into the world of power, loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.